All right, hi everyone, it's Jennifer Dono again for another YFE Chat Live. And tonight's episode is about marijuana. (laughs) But to be more exact, it's about science, about entrepreneurship, about government regulations, and how to find opportunities in places you probably haven't looked already. So make sure that you watch this entire episode. It's 30 minutes long. We're tweeting under the hashtag YFE chat. At the Stacey Harris is going to be your at YF entrepreneur host. So make sure that you tweet her and say hi. Otherwise, I will uh, talk to you for the next 20 or so minutes. And I'm also on the chat. So if you have a question for Jennifer, Jennifer Murray, who's our guest, the founder and CEO of canlabs.com. Make sure that you chat it in. Right, so we're playing with camera angles here. <laughs> so I apologize if the cameras move a lot around a little bit during the show, but I just wanted to let you know that again, the the message today, so funny backstory. Uh, I sent out a mailing uh, email today. I was telling our guest about this, um, where I was, I was working on it yesterday, like refining things. And one of my things that I was going to refine was the subject title. I just used a blanket generic, the marijuana episode. <laughs> and I was gonna go back and edit it just because marijuana I thought would get stuck in spam filters or something like that. And um, it sent out at nine o'clock this morning and I was like, oh well. And uh, then, I went in to look at my reports today and like 30 minutes later after it sent, <laughs> there was just a list of people that had unsubscribed from the email list. And I was thinking, oh, that's unfortunate, but you know, whatever. Uh, so I just want to make sure that this is clear that it's it's not, if you're uncomfortable with, with marijuana or whatever, and I'm even kind of uncomfortable saying that I'm not someone that knows that much about it. I know it f- like about marijuana because of movies. And I think it's a really interesting interesting subject to be talking about because here in Washington state where I am and where Jennifer is down in Colorado, it's actually legal here. And it's weird because it's still, uh, in terms of, you know, federal government, United States legal kind of a thing, it's not legal. It's illegal to, um, as far as federal laws go. And so I just, there's so much about it I don't get. I've met a number of small business owners that are thinking this is the next gold rush, that this is the thing that's gonna make them millions. And I just wanna be like, how? I don't I don't understand any of this. What happens if tomorrow it's illegal, if we get a new president? So anyway, Jennifer's gonna be talking to us about government regulation, how to use your science majors, for all of you science majors out there to start a business, and so much more. If you have questions for her make sure that you chat them in tonight's episode is episode 69 and it's brought to you by ovali tv ovali.tv hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective visit ovali.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand and by mailchimp and so mailchimp is uh, the best way to uh, to design, send, and share email newsletters. And you can get started today at MailChimp.com for free, actually. And so MailChimp has been a fantastic sponsor. That's who I used to send out that infamous email this morning. And if you looked at some of the screenshots, hopefully, that we showed, um, you can see that they just got a redesign. Beautiful. So easy to send out email. Love them. So we don't have too much news to be talking about um, as far as YFE goes. Next Wednesday, we've got another YFE Las Vegas show coming up. 
that's with Jackie M. Jensen on Twitter. Make sure that you guys tweet her and say hi. She's fantastic. She's doing a great job with her show. She's down in the uh, downtown Vegas, um, the downtown project by Tony Shea. She's one of the the businesses that was accepted into the project, TicketCake.com. So it's always a fun show. She brings a lot of her, her uh, Vegas tech friends on it. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the meat of our show because we have a lot to talk about because there's a lot of stuff I want to find out more about as far as marijuana goes. And now when I was saying that I don't know too much about it, I really um, I really don't. And so anything that I know about it is from movies. And so before we get started, I wanted to set this tone and the idea that it's not just about like, um, you know, like our, our wine or whatever. Uh, what's that called? Like fun, fun, um it's all it's there's a medical purpose for it too i guess is what i'm trying to say and so one of the movies that i reference with all of this is fifth the movie 50 50. have any of you guys watched this it's one of my favorite movies because it's so i just i like happy movies but the beginning of this is pretty depressing <laughs> the guy gets cancer that's like terminal cancer and he um the scene anyway is him walking down the hospital scared to get his first chemo treatment and so you guys can take a peek Oh, thanks, I'm all right. There's weed in them. Oh. Yeah, I... Thank you, but I, I don't... Um, I don't do weed. Come on, man, just get high with us. Okay. Thanks. Sure. These are really uh, good. Yeah, my, my wife made them. Mm. Are they, uh... How strong are they? Steve Wrong! <laughs> There's a light Some kind of light That never shone So, uh, at Corey Freeman was saying recreational is the word I was looking for. <laughs> Um, and she's also saying the next possible email subject line for the for the next episode should be the wine episode. She sees hundreds of new subscribers. <laughs> It's funny. So anyway, Jennifer Murray again is our guest for episode 69. If you're just tuning in live now, make sure that you chat in questions for her. She's a the CEO of Can Labs, and it's a full-service testing lab for cannabis products, including flour, butter, uh, creamy butter, cooking oils, hash, hash oils, waxes, and all edibles. Uh, it's a fully licensed by the state of Colorado to perform third-party testing of medical-grade cannabis products. And Jennifer received her Bachelor of Science in Microbiology from Colorado State University. Um, and then actually she went into a career in sales and marketing afterwards. So Jennifer, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so now 
as far as um, Can Labs go, I've, I've read a number of articles uh, articles about you, and the one that I that I was interested in, or the reason why I contacted you, was in Entrepreneur Magazine, and you're one of the featured um, entrepreneurs that were in the cannabis industry, and it was explaining that you went into sales and marketing, and then uh, finally got to use your science background, and how you were excited to do this because you got to use it, but then it turned into more of a story about the people you were helping. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what marijuana, I mean, we just saw this in the video, what does marijuana do for sick people or people that are ca uh, cancer patients? Um, what doesn't it do, to be honest? Um, unfortunately, there's been 80 years of propaganda against it that started um, way back in the 1930s against hemp. Um, DuPont and some of the other companies were scared that hemp um, was going to uh, do away with plastic and other materials. So they started uh, spreading rumors about marijuana and, and things and it started from there. Um, but marijuana has been used medicinally for, for hundreds if not thousands of years. Um, the, the, the reason that I got into it was to connect back to science. It was, like I said, an entrepreneur magazine. It was a uh, napkin, napkin thing did my due diligence and I was so excited to get back into science. Um, I really loved science, but I definitely wasn't the type that could be in a lab all day. Um, so once uh, I got, I dove into it, just meeting the patients. Um, and I can tell you the first one uh, patient that I remember, her name's Fran, and she was 69, I believe at the time. So she's probably 73 now and she was miserable. In fact, she was almost suicidal. And uh, the medication she was taking for pain and some other things weren't working anymore. Her doctor basically said, Fran, I don't know what to tell you, but there's nothing else we can prescribe you. I mean, she had been through hundreds of medications. And her son said, you know, mom, why don't you try medical marijuana? You know, we live in Colorado, um, so she did her own due dil diligence on that. She had a very hard time, unfortunately, finding a good dispensary and going through the process because this was three years ago and um, it's definitely changed uh, from three years ago. But once she got to a good dispensary, um, and that's when I met her, I met her at an expo. She explained that she was having trouble, so I hooked her up with a good dispensary and tried to get her the right meds. Um, THC or uh, cannabis or marijuana has over 100 cannabinoids in the plant. THC is one of those cannabinoids and it is the only cannabinoid that they know of so far that produces the high or the euphoria. The rest of the cannabinoids do not and Fran being 70 did not like that feeling at all. So it took us a while to find the right, uh, the right um, things to take. Of course, she didn't smoke, so we tried tinctures and capsules. And finally, we found uh, some medicine that had a lower THC but higher CBD. CBD or cannabidiol is another um, cannabinoid in the plant and that does not give you the euphoria. And in fact, it cuts down the effects of the euphoria from THC without getting too technical. So Fran finally found some great medicine. She was able to live her life again. 
Um, the next patients uh, that I've met that have made a huge impact and why I truly stayed in the business was children with seizure disorders. There is a disorder called Dravet syndrome, D-R-A-B-E-T. Children are born with it. They have about 60 to 100 seizures a day. Their parents barely ever see them without seizuring. And there's a little girl named Charlotte in Colorado Springs. She's a twin. She was six years old and her mother was basically ready to plan her funeral. She had been through all the drugs and everything. So last resort, her mom heard about this high CBD, low THC hash oil, tried it. Charlotte did not have a seizure for one week, the first time in her oh, life. No. Now, fast forward, it's about 16, 17 months later. She is 90% seizure free, the only little girl in the world off all pharmaceuticals. And it's astounding. And, and you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to say that we don't need clinical trials and science because we do, we need more science, but just seeing that and now seeing her 16 months later, I, I mean, it's incredible. And I also have a video that, that shows that her and another little boy named Zakai with another seizure disorder called Dozer. Um, he is now 100% seizure free for four months with no pharmaceuticals. So we definitely need more science, but unfortunately, since it's federally illegal, um, it really hasn't been studied in the United States like it has been in, in Israel. And that's why really it's not out in mainstream because you, you're probably asking yourself, well, how come we don't know about this? Well, propaganda runs deep and people um, hide a lot of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, the, so Huffington Post just came out with an article, um, some blogger that wrote it, that was like, Google's giving money to marijuana companies. And so I looked at it a little bit further because the title is a little misleading. And it's basically that um, Google and a number of other tech companies, as a nonprofit, this company that they're giving money to in terms of service, they're not, it's ex an exchange of service that's worth a certain dollar amount. But they were giving it to a nonprofit that was an advocate of medical marijuana for cancer patients. And um, I thought that was interesting because it, it was kind of like a propaganda piece, whereas why why are we judging one form of treatment over pharmaceuticals? Like, I somehow, sometimes I wonder if that, I mean, it kills people. I mean, it's it can be, it can be addictive. People can use it in the wrong way. So it just seems like, why are we giving them an okay to keep serving serving you know people that are sick or anyway so i think that's an interesting point to bring up but as far as you were mentioning that it's illegal i don't i don't understand any of the stuff when it comes to whether it's legal or illegal how does this work that if you're in business and you're um you're doing the like the more medical marijuana type of uh, uh serving serving that type of a product um can you just tell us, I guess, I'm getting a little lost sure. in my words, but what does it what does it all mean? What's legally around marijuana? Stuff? Okay, so so it is federally illegal, but it is legal in twenty, I believe nineteen or twenty states now. Um, I can't honestly keep track. They're they're coming up fast. Um, the the last or, or the latest one that pro I think will become the twentieth is is Illinois. 
Um, there, it, it is sitting on the governor's desk as we speak, waiting to be signed for medical marijuana. And there are two states right now that has become completely legal, and that's Washington and Colorado. Now that's legal in the state. It was voted in by the people. In Colorado, 55% of the voters, and remind, remind you, it was more people that voted for marijuana legalization than voted for Barack Obama. Um, it is. It has proven to to work here in a regulated system, and and that's what legalization is about. It is about bringing it from underground in the black market above ground, so we can regulate it, so less kids get it in their hands, more education gets out. Because the bottom line is, this is not going away. Um, even if the federal government said started shutting things down, it, it will just go back to the black market. So why not bring it above, get it, uh, get it studied, taxed, and pull our country out of a huge slump right now? Why not do that? Well, I thought it was interesting. One of the points that you made in Entrepreneur Magazine was that uh, in order for you to dispose of the products that you test, you, it was hard to find a vendor for that. And you mentioned something about going, having it sent out into the desert and blown up. Mm -hmm. is, yep. that, is that really what you have to do with the products that you test? Yes, it is. Um, we called, uh, I believe, 10 companies that would not come and pick up marijuana. They acted like it was the worst chemical in the world um, just because the stigma. We finally found a great company, however, they have to, we have to buy new five gallon drums every time when they're full, they come pick them up, they take them to Utah and they blow them up. <laughs> so that's crazy. There's green for you. <laughs> that is crazy. It sounds really expensive to be in the business of marijuana. It's extremely expensive. Um, and unfortunately, Colorado kind of went backwards. The new states that are coming on board for medical and for legal um, will have mandatory testing. And if you think about it, everything you put in your body is tested. So why wouldn't medical marijuana, especially if it's a medicine, if we're gonna learn more about this plant, we need to know how, how much patients are taking, not just that they use it. We need to know how much they use it, how often they use it, what type they use in order to really understand this well, plant. Is it required to be tested, uh, an edible product for medical purposes? Does it have to be tested or is it just like, it's free for all? In Colorado, in California, it's a free-for-all right now. It does not need to be That's tested, crazy. so you do not know what is in there. But Colorado voted for testing. Um, I was I served on the governor's task force for two months, and the regulations for legalization will be out Monday, July 1st. So I will, as a company, figure out how much testing will need to be done. Right now, five only 5% 5 of the industry in Colorado tests. So, but the new states coming on board, Connecticut, Massachusetts, all of them are mandate, are having mandatory testing. That's interesting. It seems, why, so right now, why would someone test with you? Is that just to show people that their product is, is really good or just for marketing purposes? Originally, yes, marketing purposes, but the more people understand, the more they want to do it. For instance, remember I spoke about CBD or cannabidiol? 
Um, I found my first, uh, or not my first, but the test with the high, a high CBD about three years ago. And he has several strains now that he was able to breed that almost have no THC in them, literally. So, you know, that, that is a part of the medicine. But if you think about it, when you take Vicodin or other pain relievers, I mean, there, there's a high associated with those too. So I, I'm really not sure why people are so freaked out about THC and the high. Um, that seems to be the only thing because the rest of the cannabinoids do so much for your body. And in fact, you have an endocannabinoid system. We all do. And cannabis, the reason it works so well is it works with a lock and key with your body all the cannabinoids working together like an entourage versus pharmaceuticals with one mechanism that creates all of the side effects. With cannabis, there's basically four. Paranoia, appetite, uh, increased appetite, which is why cancer patients and MS patients take it because they lose their appetite, lose their nutrition. It causes sleepiness, which when you're sick, you really need to sleep. And then it causes short-term memory loss. That's about it. No one ever has died of a cannabis overdose to date. I think that's some interesting points. I, in the video clip, you didn't get to hear it, unfortunately, Jennifer, but at the very end, he asked, um, uh, how strong is this or something like that? And the guy said, stay wrong. <laughs> well, well if right. you're a cancer patient, that might be kind of scary to just go in and eat something and not know exactly what the outcome is going to be. So it makes sense that uh, edibles, especially would be tested, anything would be tested for that, for the consumer. Um, but as far as, so let's talk about uh, young female entrepreneurs. We have a number of women that are, that are bakers, actually. A lot of them are in the Seattle area, too. We have a lot of very talented women. Now, if they were interested in going into into the edible marijuana, what do you call that? Is that um, is it edibles? Edibles. Okay. Yep. If they're interested in going into that, what advice would you give them, especially if they live in like Washington or Colorado, somewhere that it's it's been legalized? Washington is going to be a, a great market for it. Um, and the good thing is now that there is testing available, before, you know, it was just a matter of kind of guessing how much you would put into an edible. Now you get it tested and you know exactly how many milligrams you can put in that edible. So people understand. Uh, before, packaging would be like 1x. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> now it's 10 milligrams. So people can understand that. And I'm sorry, to get back to your, to, what I would do, I would contact, well, first I would contact an attorney and um, get all, or go on the uh, liquor board, the Washington liquor board, and find out all the rules and regulations. And you actually, uh, you were on a task force for Washington State for something, right? Or you, you contributed in some way? I was. I was on the um, the testing summit. So Washington State was is fabulous, and he um, Michael Steenhouse, who actually was on the liquor board, he realized that he knew he doesn't know anything about it. So why not bring in the experts? So he brought in the top labs across the country, and we met at a testing summit in Seattle. And it was my it was only my second time being there, but um, so they have. So he got a lot of great ideas from the experts instead of guessing. And, and I really, really commend the state of Washington for doing that. Um, unfortunately, some of these other states are trying to guess what to do when it's like the blind leading the blind. So I would first get familiar with the regulations. Um, 
just because it's legal doesn't mean that a landlord is going to allow you to go into a commercial kitchen. Yeah, that was an interesting story. Yes. <laughs> Tell people so, about that one. Well, um, and which story are you talking about? I know so many. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, the one that was in, in the article, you were talking about how you moved in one place and the landlord was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. And then after a while, you realize that the smell is actually very strong. And it wasn't. I think he just thought, he just expected something different. And he, I think he kind of got scared. And instead of saying that, he made up stories about it that, you know, he was going to have to get somebody to come and scrub it down. And, you know, marijuana is just like any other plant. If you take it out of the room, the scent, you know, it goes away. Um, so, yes, I, I and, and not, and I've never bought or sold marijuana. I am strictly a third-party testing lab, and I had a very hard time finding um, places to lease. So same with commercial kitchens. Um, I know that in Colorado, a lot of people started baking in their houses. Well, you cannot do that. So just want to let you bakers know out there, you have to have a commercial kitchen. And in Colorado, it has to be dedicated for marijuana. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, secondly, find a friendly, uh, cannabis-friendly landlord. Um, better yet, if you can own your own property, that's the best. But if you can't, there are a lot of cannabis-friendly landlords, and especially you know now in Colorado and Washington, it's not so scary anymore. Um, and then I would um, find or make sure you had enough capital to really. Uh, to really do what you wanted. And by finding that out, you need to hire a consultant. Um, in these cases, even if you know how to bake, you don't know the industry. And it's a very different industry. So I would recommend hiring a consultant. And there are plenty um, in Colorado uh, that I would recommend. California, I mean, not that, not that there's not great consultants there too, but I just don't know any. And then I would do background checks on those consultants and make sure that they are who they are, who they say they are, you know, get the products that they've made or coach people on making. And then really it's just a matter of figuring out what, what niche you want to be in from savory to sweet. Um, you know, every single thing you can infuse with cannabis. There's ice cream, hummus, pasta sauce, cookies, candy. Yeah. Um, I have a client that has celiac disease. She's about 48 years old. She makes healthy granola nut bars that are out of this world. There's a gluten-free niche. <laughs> I'll have to tell my mom that she's gluten-free. That's funny. Uh, yep. So, all right. So we talked about bakers, but what about people? There's these third-party vendors like yourself that are, are just people that are serving people in the industry. Like you said, there's very specific um, needs that they have. So attorneys, graphic designers, business consultants, how yep. can they get a piece of of the the of edible pie? <laughs> and and I wanna I wanna let you know this is not the gold rush; it's the green rush. Oh, very and, nice. And and it is a green rush. Um, I can tell you, it's going to be a billion dollar industry. And whether you you believe in the plant or not, if you believe in making money, um, <laughs> and you're a hard worker, and you can take some risk. I mean, it's 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 a great industry, and I've met the most amazing women, and I'm sure we can get into that later in this industry. But yeah, I mean, from packaging to PR to uh, um, live web webinars, I mean, you name it, you can get into this industry, and again, you know, you could contact myself and I could probably put you in touch with people in that specific niche. 
Um, but again, you need to make sure who you're talking to and what their credentials are. Because again, just like in any industry, you have bad players. And in this industry, eh, I hate to say there's a lot of bad players still. I bet. Well, that that brings up a good point. So one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you about was as far as government regulations go, um, there was a tattoo shop in our local area that worked with the government. They worked to put legislation through that said set out specific requirements to become a tattoo artist, which apparently our state didn't have before that, or stricter rules or something like that. And um, he was interviewed about it, and he said small business owners, all small business owners need to be involved with lo- their local government. You need to know what's happening now. And you've done a phenomenal job with that. I mean, you've served on task forces, like I mentioned earlier. You helped in um, implementing Amendment 64 in your state. Uh, So is that something that you uh, see yourself going further into? How would you manage getting involved in politics while while operating a business that's that's growing and incredibly like it's like you said, it's a booming industry. How do you manage that? Well, uh, very carefully right now, and and to be honest, um, I have to say I had my head in the sand for most of my life uh, regarding politics, and unfortunately, I believe that you know the country is in shambles because of that. And I am thankful that that cannabis got me into the political realm to really understand what's going on. Um, so yeah, about a year and a half, I would say, I got truly involved. I've lobbied in D.C. Um, two times for cannabis, and th- the fact is, is people just don't know. They don't know, and once they start listening, they they warm up to it. And it's and it's not that marijuana is the cure all for everything. And I'm not saying that, but just open your your mind to it because. Um, chances are you, your family member, or somebody you know is going to get sick with a horrible disease that this can help without making them sicker. So I plan on um, crusading ahead. Um, I have to say I was very scared for the first year. I didn't know what my friends would say. My family's always been supportive, but I was scared. I didn't put on Facebook. Um, But after a while, I said to myself, why aren't you proud of this? You know, because I was proud of it. And, you know, once I was able to, to, I don't know, come to Jesus with it, um, I started (laughs) posting on Facebook and, and you couldn't believe the love that I received for everybody. And after 64, like I pushed it hard on, on, on Facebook, some, you know, something I've never done before. And people congratulated me, called me, said, congratulations. We know you've been working hard on this. And, you know, I just want to provide safe and effective medicine and products for people just so they have them in their tool belt. So, you know, maybe if a pill is not working and you choose a pill first, maybe you'll try cannabis or maybe you'll try cannabis first or maybe you'll juice cannabis because you can't get high from it, but you can still get the medicinal effects of the the cannabinoids. But just, you know, open your, just get educated about it. But, but again, if you don't, if you don't feel like that's something for you, at least look at what it's done for um, Colorado, to give you an example. Our whole corridor of I-70, which is a main thoroughfare through Denver, was abandoned. 
I mean, warehouses, big buildings, they hadn't been leased for 10 years. And when marijuana came, it now leases over a million square feet in Denver alone. People have spent millions of dollars with commercial kitchens and production facilities. And it really saved the real estate, mortgages. I mean, that whole entire sector here, that is part of what pulled Colorado out of a slump. Well, I think that's an interesting or a good point to make no matter what industry you're in is to be proud of what you're doing and to be vocal about it because like you said, most you know most cases, the outcome is good. Uh, people don't necessarily come back and throw stones at you or something or ridicule you. They're usually pretty supportive, especially if you're, they're your friends. Um, sure. So before we let you go, I want to find out more about this Women's Canna Business Network. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like an awesome resource for the women that are involved with YFE. So what is it? And Because you're sitting on the board, I believe, right? I am. And actually, that is a spinoff from the National Cannabis Industry Association. And that's also going to be a great resource, for instance, if um, some of your listeners want to get involved in a business, to contact them because they'll have a list of all the top businesses that have been supporting the industry nationally. It's the only national group. And again, that's the National Cannabis Industry Association, NCIA. So Women's Cannabis Network is slowly taking off um, and it's basically a subset of that national group. And Betty Aldworth, who ran the 64 campaign, she is now deputy director of NCIA. She um, is, is super busy right now, but she plans on you know building the, the women's group um, larger. And, and I can tell you right now, we have a wonderful group of women in Colorado. We, we have stuck together really close because, again, it's a man's industry. And so the women that have been in this industry um, that own businesses have absolutely had to be, um, you know, aggressive and on top of their game. And so we really understand each other and support each other. So that's kind of what it is, and they're revamping the website and everything. But if your listeners have any questions at all, and I mean, it can be um, uh, anonymous, just have them reach out to me. I would be happy to talk to anybody, and I would never, you know, say anything if they didn't want anything to be said. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I really appreciate it because, like I said, I was nervous about tonight because I don't know. Usually I know a little bit about the subject that I'm talking about, but I just I did as much research as I could and I read all of your articles, but it was still something I was scared about asking questions, you know, asking you things about. And I thought you were very generous with with your advice and sharing um, of information. There's a lot of questions in the chat as far as um, using it uh, for, for medical purposes that we unfortunately won't get to tonight. Um, so how can people reach you outside of this live stream? Okay, so my email is jennifer at canlabs.com, but I do spell my name differently. So it is G-E-N-I-F-E-R at C-A-N-N-L-A-B-S dot com. You could also call me. My number is 720-998-9454. And then, of course, always through canlabs.com. 
Yeah, at Corey Freeman's asking a lot of questions about um, using using um, cannabis <laughs> uh, to to uh, cure to help out with like ADHD. I think is what she was saying, and a few other things. So Corey, we'll hopefully get in touch with you. And there's a number of women on here that all are all in support of everything you've said, oh, and even yeah. a few of them are saying that they want to get into the green rush, <laughs> or it's, it's piqued their interest. So. Jennifer, again, thank you so much for appearing live. I really appreciate it. I, I loved the Entrepreneur Magazine article, and I'll make sure that I attach this onto it so people can get a, an idea of what you go through. And you're definitely a role model for a lot of women who have gone into science and, and started their own business. So again, thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you so much. And you can see me on, or uh, I have a radio show too, I forgot about on iCannabisRadio.com, and it's called In the Lab with Jennifer. Oh, very thank nice. Thank you so much. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll have to have everyone check that out. So you've all been watching Jennifer Murray. of uh, She's the CEO of Can Labs. And we learned a lot about pot. <laughs> and I apologize if I sounded a little nervous or off tonight. But that was a an intimidating interview for me. Something that I've been looking forward to finding out more about. It's been a curiosity of mine. Uh, and it definitely sounds intriguing as far as business opportunities out there. So hopefully you guys will check it out. Um, so for YFE, make sure that you like us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash YF Entrepreneur. This video and other replays are up on YouTube at youtube.com slash YF Entrepreneur. And we're on iTunes as well in both audio and video format. So you can take us on the go. Uh, so again, this has been Jennifer Dono, the host of YFE Chat Live, the chat that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And actually, you guys, the next one that we do, we're not going to do one for 4th of July. So happy 4th of July, all you Americans out there. Uh, the following Thursday is about alcohol, which I know is a favorite subject of all of yours. Uh, and so we're going to be bringing on a female that's partnered with her husband. Um, so we're going to talk about the alcohol industry on that one. So again, thank you to our guests. Thank you everyone for showing up live. And I hope to see you on another YFE Live soon.